Shadows with Jordan. Welcome back to another episode of Into the Shadows. During our spooky season episodes, I pulled runes for the collective and gave some shadow work prompts to work on. I promised you all that I would come back and make an episode with my answers for those who needed a push or for those who just didn't know how to answer them. Now, if you're one of those people who are just jumping into this episode and have no idea what I'm talking about, you can go back to season two, episode 16 and listen in. You could pause here and go back right now. Or you can stick around, grab paper and something to write with, and follow along. Now, let's get into these shadow work prompts. Number one, which is stronger, your physical or emotional self, and why do you think that is? Now, for me, I'm going to say since I'm such an emotional being, that it is my strongest. I have always been a sensitive soul. My human design chart even confirms this with my emotional authority. My reasoning on this is because I allow myself to really feel and experience my emotions, which allows me to be vulnerable and to be able to connect to others on such a deep level. One would even say an intimate level. I don't want to toot my own horn, but sometimes I think it's my superpower. Number two, in what areas in your life do you have the most stamina and why? I believe that my strive to being there for my family is where I have the most stamina. Do I think I could do more and want to do more? Absolutely. As a wife and a mom, I always think I could do more. But being a stay-at-home mom, homeschooling, and also being a good wife is where I put my focus in the forefront of my life. And it will always be the main focal point. Some people believe that the amount of time I'm with my family is quote-unquote too much. But honestly... I don't give a shit. I love being a mom, and I'm going to soak it in for all it's worth. We play and we learn all day long. We explore and hang out with friends during the day and at night and on the weekends. That is dedicated to family time. While the three of us, my husband, myself, and my daughter, spend much needed quality time together. Right now, life is amazing and good. I don't want to run away from it. In fact, I want to soak in as much as possible. They say that these times won't be here forever. That in an instant, it will all go away. And they're right. Soon, I'm not going to be cool. I'm not going to be that mom that I'm going to be the embarrassing mom. like. (laughs) Why would I not want to soak in the precious time now? Because later I'm going to get kicked to the curb and that's fine because that's what later in life is supposed to be. They say these are the years that are the most impressionable. 
ones where the core beliefs are set into our children, as well as the time flies by, and to really enjoy these moments. So why wouldn't I want to take these core moments in life and instill greatness and love and self-love and security and that bond and connection now when later in her teen years, she's going to need that bond and connection. She's going to need to know that even though she wants to do it on her own, she doesn't have to. And that's why I put family in the forefront and the focal purpose. That later, no matter what, she will always know her parents were there, supported her, and no matter what, she can always come to us because she already built that bond. Number three, what other strengths do you have? This is one of my toughest ones to answer. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. I'm just learning and exploring who I really am. So I feel like I'm going to have to come back to this one. I really don't know what other strengths I have because I've always masked myself. I thought certain strengths were mine, but they weren't. They were there because people projected onto me that I needed to be these strengths. And I'm starting to learn that I don't want that responsibility of those strengths. I don't want to be tough. I want to fall into my feminine energy. And that's what I'm learning. That I do have strengths and and all these things, but they were created or projected onto me. And as I take back the layers and really unfold them, I'm starting to really explore who I am to the core, which means new strengths. Number four, what subject in life has always been easy for you to learn? If there isn't a subject that's easy for you to learn, why do you think that is? (laughs) I have to say, I love learning and exploring and just seeing all the possibilities of the what ifs and the unknowns and the history of it all. I am totally a history and science nerd. I love to know and question everything and question and question and question and question. (laughs) I really do. The History Channel, this Discovery Channel, Gaia, they're all always on. Yes, I do watch junk TV here and there like Bravo and things like that. But for the most part, History Channel is always on. We also have tons of books on history. My husband and I really love learning the history of places when we travel. Well, when we used to travel. And we were those weird people that would stop and read every plaque that there was, every sign, every plaque, just to soak in the history. And that's what I love. Like, he loves history and learning. I love history and learning. So we get to do that together and explore that. We love watching documentaries together um, on, on, on honestly everything. It could be 
world wars. It could be like we watch this random one because we're into like building our own garden and stuff. We watched it, um, the history about seeds and how seeds reproduce and like plants reproduce and stuff. And it's just wild. Like we love those type of things. Like right now, <laughs> um, this is the time of year where we get sucked into um, Oak Island and things like that. So we're all over the spectrum. We love learning and exploring the possibilities Um there was one time we watched a docu-series on, um, which I love, this is what I love about like these type of shows is um, I'm into runes and stuff. So in, uh, I don't know where it is. I forget. But the guy from Fargo has his own little docu-series about this rune stone and they go on this adventure to explore the history of this rune stone. And what I find fascinating, and this is what we're finding out in Oak Island now, is that there's so much history that we just don't freaking know. We think we know that these people came here and, you know, um, Christopher Columbus came here and sailed the seas and ba-da-da-da-da, but that's not really the case. And that's what's amazing about when you start questioning all of this and you dig a little deeper and you find more answers. And that's what me and my husband love. We love learning about ancient civilization, um, that's a TV show on Gaia that we love because it's they talk about the Mesopotamian tablets and like the first real people to be here and they could be like, you know, ancient aliens and stuff like it's so cool. It's really, truly cool to explore and learn. And that's what I love. Like that's what I can dive myself into all day long. My favorite subject with my daughter as well as we homeschool is science. I've always been a science person, like I've like a science nerd. I really do love exploring like what would this compound make with this compound and could we make it explode and like just all the fun ooey gooey stuff about science. And that's what we're doing now. Like her reaction when I take um, you know, vinegar and baking soda and watch it explode. Like her reaction to that is like, wow, that's so freaking cool. So like, these are the reasons why I love these. Like, I just love learning because it can be fun and exciting and explosive. And it's so cool to think that there is so much to unfold that we really don't know much, but we know enough, you know? So that's, <laughs> that's where I am on subjects of life. <laughs> Number five, do you find it easy to talk about stuff? If so, what is so easy for you to talk about all day long? If you find it hard, why is that? Now for me, as you can kind of see through this episode, I absolutely love talking. I find that t- talking for me forms a connection to other people. Through talking, I learn about other people and their stories and how they maneuver and the way they react to certain things and why they react to the certain things. 
When I was younger, I won awards in school for being the most talkative. If you haven't heard the story about Mr. Robinson and how he moved my seat all over the classroom, even next to him, I still talked his ear off. Now thinking about it, maybe it was a form of wanting to be heard, since my generation is the be seen but not heard, and really all I wanted to be was heard and understood. Number six, do you prefer large groups, small groups, or intimate settings in order to allow your voice to be heard? You know, I've talked to many different types of groups. I've stood in front of massive amounts of people and packed rooms when I was in network marketing. I stood up and would tell my story about how I was this teacher who wanted to lose weight and work from home because someday I wanted a family And as a teacher, I saw first moments being missed. So I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom who had a career somehow at home so I wouldn't miss my first. When I was in high school, I was in choir and in plays, so I stood up in front of large groups then and performed in front of those people. When I was a child, I stood in front of a courtroom and told explicit things that happened to me. I'm really no stranger when it comes to large groups, but in small intimate groups, that's where my stomach really wants to turn into knots. I question my self-worth. I can absolutely do it, just like I do with big large groups, but small intimate ones really make me feel exposed, vulnerable, almost like I'm standing there naked. I could be easily picked apart and judged, and that's what makes me so nervous, scared, and my stomach full of knots. The judgment. Number seven, do you become easily angered? If so, what makes you angry? I used to be a very angry and explosive person. I would people please, but then had the expectation that others would do for me like I would do for them. And every time this expectation wasn't met, I would explode throw things, throw tantrums, scream, yell. I would say I did these things for others and would throw it in their face. I wanted to be respected, loved, and cared for because that's what I do for others. But I was projecting what I wanted and needed onto others by people-pleasing. I felt as though since they didn't people-please me, then they didn't love or care about me. They didn't give a shit about me, when that wasn't really the case at all. 
I've learned over time, people can only love me at the same stage they love themselves. So if they don't have a core belief in self-love within themselves, they can never love me the same amount. If they are battling their own shadows and running away from them, then they too will do the same to me. I have to love myself enough not to seek validation through others who can't validate themselves. Number eight. What areas in your life do you find inspiration for new ideas? (laughs) This one is easy. For me, life in general sparks new ideas. I could be out in nature and find the beauty within for some killer ideas. Talking and connecting with people sparks inspiration and ideas all the time for me. Even watching TV and social media has sparked ideas. I'm so open that I just allow the possibilities in my life to just hit me. And that's where I have been able to become a tarot reader, a rune reader, um, human design, do human design charts, um, this podcast, (laughs) the book. I mean, the book alone came to me in a, in a meditation. So, Life in general, just being open to possibilities because each thing is a stepping stone to get you to the next thing. And that's the beauty of allowing life to flow with you. Which brings me to number nine. Do ideas and plans come to you or do you just flow with life? I find that I'm a planner. I really am a planner. But what I'm learning in life is to be open and allow it to flow to you and trust that things will happen, which is fucking hard, by the way, if you're a control freak. My need for control is what makes me plan ideas out. But I don't have to be rigid in my ways with how strict I am with my plans and ideas. I'm learning that the balance of having a plan or an idea, but allowing life to flow to you on how that plan and idea arrives. Number 10. Is there ideas or plans you are sitting on waiting for that quote-unquote someday? If so... When will be the day? Will someday be now? What would you need to make someday today? I love this question because it's a good one. You know, for four years, I've been called to write this book. Like I said, I had it in a meditation and every time there it's just it's so crazy there's just every time I go into meditation or I get a reading or you know just life kind of 
I've had publishing people come to me and say, I want you to be a part of this woman group and share part of your story. Like, you know, I want you to be a part of this book. So I've had book deals and things have (laughs) come my way. So I understand that that's where I need to go. But I haven't quite figured out what my book is supposed to be about. Like I have ideas of of them, but I'm sure I'm holding myself back from really learning exactly what this book is supposed to be about. I'm honestly scared and nervous of what others will say and think. I already know that people are like, girl, you can't even freaking (laughs) type out a Facebook post without having to edit some of the words because the spelling is wrong. But I just know in my core that I'm supposed to write this book, but I just don't know what it's supposed to be. At first, I thought it was a book about, since I'm so into runes, that maybe I should have, I was making and creating runes, um, hand-carved runes out of river stone and glass. And I sell those on Etsy and in a crystal shop. And I thought, maybe am I supposed to write a book about runes and like shadow work and that? So I have this idea for a book and it's just sitting here. (laughs) Like I'm typing away, I'm making it, I'm creating it, but it's been so long. And then there's a part of me that thinks and really knows in my core what the book should really be about. But I just don't know. My insecurities really take the forefront every time I sit and write. I think to myself, who would want to hear what I have to say? I mean, I kind of go through that every time I make an episode. I still, to this day, pinch myself on the amount of people listening. Who really would want to hear what I have to say? I know my life story is the book deep in my core. But at what cost would that come at? To make someday today, I really would need to stop listening to these insecurities and really allow my voice to be heard without the fear of people pleasing and what other people think, because that's really what holds me back. I think with each episode here on the podcast, my sense of voice finds its way to me. My self-validation becomes stronger and my insecurities start to lessen. I see this podcast as a stepping stone to the book. Remember, each moment in time doesn't have to necessarily be the very thing. It could just be a stepping stone to the next. If it wasn't for network marketing, I wouldn't know how to market myself online. I wouldn't have the confidence to be able to speak to people in large group settings. If it wasn't for network marketing, I probably wouldn't have gone down a rabbit hole to become spiritual, even though I was pretty spiritual. But I wouldn't have been on social media to spark a new awakening. If it wasn't for network marketing, I wouldn't have been introduced to my friend Lacey, who 
taught me human design. If it wasn't for that and searching new groups for spirituality, I wouldn't be here talking on this podcast. You see, each moment, each little thing that we do, it's just a stepping stone to the next thing. And I believe that's what this podcast is all about. It's the stepping stone. It's the courage to talk about my shadows, to find my voice, to be able to step into my power in order to finally write my book. Which leads me to number 10. Could you sprinkle some small seeds now to make someday happen in the future? And I say absolutely. I'm definitely doing that now by each stepping stone and really trusting that the universe will flow to me by allowing it to flow to me. Each episode is a small sprinkle of seeds. Each time I post on social media to share the podcast, it's a small seed for the book. So yes, I think I can definitely sprinkle small seeds to make someday happen in the future. Now, I really would love to hear everyone else's responses. I know some people will tuck in their answers to their chest. But if you would love to share some of your replies and answers, I would absolutely love to hear them. I would love to explore and have conversations about what you have written. But either way, let me know your thoughts on this episode. <laughs>